This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Hemp looks to power up. USDA faces key labeling decision. EU presses Trump on WTO and setbacks for glyphosate. Has hemp arrived? Well, the industry looks to set up shop in D.C. If there was ever a sign of the booming interest in industrial hemp, it's this. A coalition of farmers and industry stakeholders is considering forming a trade organization to represent the commodity in the nation's capital. Scott Graves, a former top aide to Representative Mike Conaway of Texas, who is now president of the American Association of Crop Insurers, is helping lead the effort. The 2018 Farm Bill unlocked the door, but we need to push it open wider, says Graves. The advisory board has some star power, too, with a name familiar to baseball fans. Former Washington National star Jason Wirth, who owns an organic farming operation in Illinois. He says, we are staring at an industry ready to boom. Regulatory agreement advances cell-based meat. USDA and FDA have finalized a joint regulatory agreement that moves cell-cultured products a step closer to market. That means a battle over the products will now focus on USDA, which will have jurisdiction over how they are labeled. Keep in mind, U.S. Cattlemen's Association will push USDA to require their products to be labeled something like imitation or simulated meat. But it's important to note that the joint regulatory framework reflects recommendations of other industry groups, including the North American Meat Institute. Some of its members are investing in the development of those products. Senate GOP looks to move nominees. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts is ready to take another stab at filling three major vacancies at USDA. President Trump originally made the nominations late last year, but the Senate didn't confirm them before the last Congress adjourned. Well, that forced the White House to resubmit the names, which include Mindy Brashears as Undersecretary for Food Safety and Scott Hutchins as the department's chief scientist and Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics. Roberts of Kansas had hoped to get Democratic approval to move the nominations directly to the floor, but was unable to do so and now looks to have a hearing soon to relaunch the confirmation process. Breshears and Hutchins have been named to deputy undersecretary positions while they wait for the Senate votes. The third nominee, Naomi Earp, is serving as deputy assistant secretary for civil rights. Now, up next, the committee has set a confirmation hearing next Wednesday for Heath Tarbert, a senior Treasury Department official, to chair the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. He'll replace Chris Giancarlo, whose term is ending. Now, in limbo, Roberts tells AgriPulse he doesn't yet know how he'll proceed on President Trump's controversial pick for the Farm Credit Administration Board, California banker Rodney Brown. Farm groups have joined the farm credit system in opposing Brown's nomination because of his past leadership of the California Bankers Association, a critic of the system. EU wants to help U.S. in struggle with China. EU Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmstrom is using her visit to Washington this week to call for unity and offer European support for the U.S. effort to confront China on its trade transgressions. Malmstrom said in a speech yesterday at Georgetown University Law Center, we are committed to tackling the distorting practices of China. 
we must make sure trade remains free and fair. It is clear that no matter what happens in terms of our relationship bilaterally, we must continue to work together on China and the WTO. Now keep in mind, her speech came a day after she met with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. It may fall on deaf ears. The Trump administration is determined to get China to reform through a bilateral trade deal. Malmstrom wants to work through WTO. By the way, USDA confirms that China has made its first significant purchase of U.S. sorghum, a total of 2.6 million bushels, that since the trade war began last year. Malmstrom to the U.S. Don't break the WTO. Going beyond her call for harmony, the EU Trade Commissioner warned that U.S. refusals to allow new WTO appellate court judges is threatening to break the system altogether. There should be seven appellate judges on the job at the WTO, but that number is down to three because the U.S. continues to block nominees needed to rule on disputes. With the terms of two judges set to expire later this year, there could be just one left in place by December. The dispute settlement mechanism of the WTO is vital, she said. Without effective enforcement, the rules become an aspiration. Glyphosate opponents score win in Europe. European glyphosate opponents will have access to glyphosate toxicity and carcinogenicity studies that had previously been withheld by the European Food Safety Authority. The European Court of Justice ruled Thursday the authority must release the studies as they are intended to establish the toxicity of an active substance which is actually present in the environment. European Greens hailed the court's pair of decisions, saying the court agreed with them that there is an overriding public interest in transparency, which outweighs Monsanto and Kiminova and others' claims that the studies on cancer risk used for the authorization of glyphosate could not be made public in order to protect their commercial interests. Monsanto suffers setback in Roundup trial. In California, a federal judge has denied Monsanto's motion for a summary judgment against three plaintiffs who allege exposure to glyphosate caused their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The last paragraph of Judge Vincent Jahabria's ruling provided some insight into his thinking about Roundup and its marketing. He said, quote, Although the evidence that Roundup causes cancer is quite equivocal, there is strong evidence from which a jury could conclude that Monsanto does not particularly care whether its product is in fact giving people cancer, focusing instead on manipulating public opinion and undermining anyone who raises genuine and legitimate concerns about the issue. By the numbers, record-setting ethanol exports. U.S. ethanol exports topped 1.7 billion gallons in 2018, a 24% increase over 2017 at a new record, that according to the Renewable Fuels Association. Brazil accounted for 30% of U.S. exports, followed by Canada at 20% and India at 9%. China returned as a customer, but tariffs slowed exports. Here's today's He Said It. Moving along, that President Trump's assessment of the U.S.-China trade negotiations as of yesterday. He said the talks are, quote, going pretty well. That's Daybreak for this Friday, March 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, 
I'm Jeff Daly.